1: Or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction.
0: And now, we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
2: Arena Addison's.
1: On American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B is over in Studio CC. Boy, can't wait to go to your phone calls today after we just take a jog around the internet. <laughs> um, got a few stories here that I want to just kind of present to you, talk about. And then... Well, three stories that I want to present to you. And then the fourth story, I just want to hold it up against those three stories. And, um, you know, just as a a means by which to kind of recalibrate the luxuries that we have um, and where we live and what gets discussed. All right. Like Mm -hmm. what (laughs) what kinds of things are making headlines and and how we're dealing with those things. So please, please, please stick around for that. I think it should be interesting. (laughs) And uh, of course, I cannot wait to hear from you. Before we get into looking at some of these headlines, Will the Great, we want to remind our listeners uh, about the Marriage Family Life Conference happening in June.
2: Yes, Marriage Family Life Conference happening June 24th through the 26th. That will be in Tupelo, Mississippi, right here at Hope Church. And uh, it's going to be a great conference. Uh, If you need information about the conference and how to register, go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net. And you can get all the information there. Right now, we're in our early bird uh, rate, and so that will change April first. So uh, it'll be good to to register now. Um, and also, you know, we have a great lineup of speakers, and added one more today. So praise God for that.
1: I am so excited about that.
2: Okay, and, and just to give well, people yeah. a feel, um, Israel Wayne will be a part. Um, yes, Ryan and Bethany Baumberger, uh, Doctor Michael Brown, Laura Petherbridge, Mickey Addison. Abraham Hamilton III, and we added Dr. Jason Lyle uh, today. And he's going to primarily be speaking to the youth apologetics track, but he also will have a general session at the conference as well. So Mm -hmm. we also will have a a great panel discussion that we will have on Thursday uh, about the documentary In His Image. And on that panel will be Kendra White, uh, M.D. Perkins. Uh, We also have Dr. Michael Brown, Laura Perry, and Stephen Black, and mm-hmm. so that that'll be an awesome time just wow. to yeah to talk about some of these issues that are going on in our culture today and about in his image and how God has used that uh, to really reach a lot of people. So this conference is going to be great. Um, mm-hmm. Just go to marriagefamilylife.net. And you can get all information there.
1: I am so, so, so very excited about it. And I just would like to say also to our listeners that um, if you hear names and you kind of are like, well, I don't really know who they are. As we get closer, we will interview our guests. Yeah. So you'll have um, an opportunity. And certainly, I guess some people are like, well, are you going to do it before April 1st?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: At least <laughs> as a fellow couponer, that's what I'd be thinking. I'm like, well, hold up. Are you going to do it before we, while we're in that early bird special? Don't interview them afterwards because I got to make my decision before the discount expires. Um, I think we should plan to do that. But we will interview the guests so that you'll get to know them. Um, you'll hear from them. And you also learn what they're going to be teaching both us and our children. Mm. So this is exciting. Um, we're very serious about equipping the body of Christ. And so yes. this conference, um, as it has been in the past, um, by God's grace, will reflect that. Amen. So anyway, go to marriagefamilylife.net, marriagefamilylife.net, and check out all the information there. Uh, anything else that we need to mention, Will the Great?
2: Uh, no, I think we're all set.
1: Okay. Well, good. And that's a great way to, uh, we're all set. Everybody buckled in. Here we go. So I, I was looking at this, um, I was looking at several stories, several news headlines. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, you should just understand that um, Will the Great is constantly, constantly sending me news headlines. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I am convinced they're just there to provoke me. Like, I think he <laughs> just is like, I sometime, saw it and I know. didn't want to see it alone. I think that's all <laughs> it is, re- really. Um, then other times it is okay. Um, we need to delve into this. Like, hey, read this. Um, let's get together. Let's talk about it. You know, let's kind of form formulate a response type of thing. And um, and he's really great at that. And I really appreciate it. Th- those right, what I shared just then is um, you having an opportunity to look at the crank behind. <laughs> this wheel or whatever. I don't know. Um, so, so that's how that happens often, right? Um, but then there are times that I'm looking at these news headlines and I'm just like, ah, I see it. And then I move on. And then <laughs> ah, I see it and then I move on. And they just become things that I kind of collect in my head. And I go, that's nonsense. So today I wanted to take just um, just a little bit of the current cultural event nonsense. And I want to put it in perspective. And I want to give you just... A little bit of a disclaimer. I mean, it's not not a huge disclaimer, but just a little bit of a disclaimer. By the time we get to the fourth story of the show, um, you know, it it probably is a little bit disturbing. Just mm. a little bit disturbing. It's you know, um, and so I'll make sure to reissue just the just a caution, you know. Um, but let's start with three stories here that I have grabbed from around the internet. Okay, <laughs> and these are real stories. This real is really story. going on. <clears throat>
2: No, this mm-hmm. is real. No,
0: <laughs> this
1: is real. Okay. So people, and you may have seen these stories. Um, So we're just going to talk about them. But, you know, when you have the opportunity to call in, you can get clarity, however you want to do it. Let's just, we're all friends here. All right. So <laughs> here we go. Um, Amazon has re-redesigned its app logo. Mm-hmm. Amazon re-redesigned its app logo. You may have noticed if you have the Amazon app you have a changed logo on your smartphone, okay? So they initially redesigned their logo to get rid of, like, I think, what was it, the white background with the shopping cart? Oh,
2: Oh, no, okay. Okay. I don't
1: remember. Maybe it was an A. Maybe it was an A. I don't know. Maybe it was a shopping cart. So, okay, Okay. I don't know. However it was, the former logo has changed, and it changed to – look like the brown box that you get when you make an order at or place an order at Amazon mm-hmm. with the blue tape over it. Right. Okay. But the original logo that they designed, the tape had what was in um, appearance that, that jagged edge that when you tear off a piece of tape, mm-hmm. it's got like ridges to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so when that <laughs> logo was released, mm-hmm. Someone across the interwebs said, "Uh, I think that logo looks like Hitler's, Hitler's
2: mustache. Oh, come on, man. I'm not even joking. I am not, I
1: am not, I am not even joking. That's not Not a real story. Not just a little bit. Not just a little bit. Babylon B. So it could be, (laughs) but it isn't. Um, So that was Amazon's original logo. Okay. And somebody said it looks like Hitler's mustache. So, Amazon re redesigned their logo <laughs> to give the tape a smooth edge mm-hmm. and just fold it back on one end. Yeah, I'm looking at like it. Like as now. if you're about to tear I it open. It. Okay. Could okay, you see that? Yeah. You see that? Um,
2: wow.
1: So, now listen, I don't want to make light of what triggers people, okay? Because I'm not people, right? I'm just <laughs> Mickey. I'm not people. So, I don't know all of the various ways that a person can be triggered and how we are to handle that. And, you know, I've been, you know, all of us, we, in the culture, we all have to pass through this sensitivity training, whether, whether we want to or not, you know what I mean? Like none of us really signs up. Well, unless you sign up <laughs> Um, or your company signs you up, go, go, go. Um, <laughs> n- Nobody really wants to pass through the sensitivity training, but we all, in some ways, just, you know, think about it. We yeah. are all kind of, Being told how to empathize and how to feel about
2: things. Crazy.
1: It's really crazy.
2: And you were right about the Amazon, the basket. Was it a basket? Okay. Basket with Amazon written above it and the little arrow. So
1: they changed from that to what was called the Hitler logo. And then they changed the Hitler logo to the same logo, which I noticed that they darkened the box just a little bit. Now I could say. That triggers me because they're putting the Amazon box in blackface.
2: <laughs> I the, guess you the, could say that.
1: The re-redesign <laughs> gives, is a darker box.
2: Mm-hmm. It's a
1: darker box. So I look What's at that heck? and I'm like, mm, what are y'all doing? Like, what are y'all? It's like the shading is a little bit different. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm like, my point is this.
2: It's crazy. It's done. Yeah. To say and, it simply. There and, you go. Oh, I could use crazy. a lot of I'm words, but we'll at save the, time. The ridges and stuff. Oh, so, so do you that. see that oh, man, now? Now, the crazy. thing
1: is, the thing is, you know, Amazon could have just continued on and Amazon's in the news a lot lately, but they could have just continued on, you know, but it just shows the amount of control that. Excuse the expression. Faceless people have on the Internet. You know, just someone says something and then everyone's just kind of stumbling all over themselves to fix it before it becomes a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Which I think sometimes even in the fixing, it becomes a nightmare because it's like, who can Nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: It, like, it's, really? It's, w- it's completely crazy. Like, it's 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 unbelievable mm-hmm. when you think about it. You know, all the different, you know, things that are being uh, rebranded, canceled. And all this other stuff, it's, it's, it's amazing when you step Take back and that. you're like, man, what, what's the point of all of it's this? It's crazy
1: because really people who shop on Amazon, which a lot of people have canceled their Prime and all of that stuff, like people who shop on Amazon, I'm not so sure that they're really looking at that logo as much as they're like two days.
2: <laughs> right.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't know. But of course, you know, that doesn't matter. Again, I have, I've confessed it and I will continue to say it. I'm a simpleton. I just don't, there are things that I'm just, I am not, I've not put in the work to really understand. Okay. So that's one headline for you that normally I, you know, would hesitate to bring to you because your time is valuable, but I want to make a point. I want to make a point. All right. So let's go from there to another headline. Okay. Um, that I read. Okay. So, so may have seen this as well. The publisher, the Dr. Seuss books, publisher, um, is pulling several of the Dr. Seuss Mm -hmm. books that are, I'm going to say culturally insensitive. I I think the term that was used was racist, but you know, we don't use that because we feel like it's uh, misleading and it's a lie. All right. So we say culturally insensitive, ethnically (laughs) um, insensitive. Okay. So here is the story here. Um, This is from the daily wire. And this is actually a response to the original stories that came out talking about the fact that the Dr. Seuss publisher was pulling several books Um, in the wake of that. uh, The Dr. Seuss books like skyrocketed in sales (laughs) because people are like, wait a minute. They're like, come on,
2: man. I mean, how far do you go? Like the question is like, where does it stop? Look, this is, this is funny. A doctor on Dr. Seuss, like Mm -hmm. uh, um, Twitter page. Yeah. Did you see that?
1: No, 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 I didn't tell me.
2: So it's Dr. Seuss and it's like his his Twitter page or, you know, whatever. The real Dr. Seuss. Okay. Never will I ever write another book (laughs) about a cat or a hat or fish in a brook. My stories, my limericks, the telling did end. The mob crashed in and took my pen. Now I won't be last and I sure wasn't first. But this culture is evil. They're simply the worst. Love it! Oh <laughs> like the Dr. Man. Seuss, man, that's um With the comeback. <laughs>
1: that's that's amazing. That is that an official page? Does it, it says have a blue check? At, at
2: the real Doctor Seuss. I mean, I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know. You can
1: be at the real anything. All you got to do is just nah, write that. I, I, I think like, so. I, I don't a, know uh, because don't that's way too anything, conservative but, you know. for the culture to really. That, they can't. You know what I mean, right? Like that's not culture approved. Yeah, it's right? not culture approved. But hey, so that's you know, that's got to cool. be somebody. Who is, you know, just taking up on themselves to say they're the real Dr. Seuss and they're not. Um, so, so here is the story. This is from The Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss books leaped onto Amazon's top 10 bestselling list on Wednesday morning, a day after the publisher announced it was yanking six books from the catalog over alleged racist and insensitive content. Seuss's books, among them The Cat in the Hat, Green Eggs and Ham, Fox and Socks. Come on, man. Some of this stuff is just silly to even say, right? I mean, like really um, made up 9 of the top 10 best-selling books on Wednesday morning and within the top and are within the top 50 books hmm. that were more than um, 30 30 Dr. Seuss titles. Mm-hmm. Did I read that right? And within the top 50 books. I'm sorry, yeah, within the top 50 best-selling books there were more than 30 Seuss titles. Okay. The publisher on Tuesday announced that it would stop selling six titles, citing, I'm just reading the article here, racist and insensitive imagery. "Quote: The books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong." I, I don't always pay attention that there are people in Dr. Seuss books. To me, they're just made-up creatures. Many of the times, yeah, or characters like, yeah. you know,
2: yeah. a
1: walket in the socket. Like, I mean, <laughs> right, you know, right. I,
2: I what, mean, what's the walkit? Yeah. We don't.
1: All right, we got to go. We'll take the break <laughs> and we'll be right back.
0: Where we from, the roads as long, this old place that we call home. We were wrong,
2: but that ain't nothing, fall for anything, we stand for something. Time to stand for something. Where we from, you get what you see, a man's word and a handshake is all that you need. When you're talking, look them straight in the eyes, and a mud hole looks like a good place to ride. Come on, the music of a whimper. All
1: right, um, welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. We're just um, kind of taking a jog around the internet and just kind of comparing some of the things <laughs> that we are forced to talk about, some of the things we're forced to read um, with some of the other things that are out there, some of the other information. And this is going to kind of play into what we talked about yesterday when um, I commented that we just have too much time. Um, in America and, and we have too Man. much time as Christians to you, you'll remember, you know, talk about how we are filtering the Bible um, or maybe that was a couple of days ago I was saying that. But, you know, when you look at what is what is eternal, and what is really going on, you know, and so many of these conversations I feel like are like, um, I don't know, some of these conversations I feel like are, are, are paintbrushes. Not only are they altering you, they're changing you, but they are like, you know, moving you back and forth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, a paintbrush going over your face. It's not <laughs> only changing you, but it's moving you back and forth yeah. and, and all of these things that are, that are going on. And, and so I think what we have to do is we have to read these news headlines. And again, we have to filter these news headlines through a biblical lens, mm-hmm. through a biblical conviction. Mm-hmm. And um, and that includes being able to look at these headlines and dismiss it as foolishness, sort of like the cares of this world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And not all of these things do we need to allow ourselves to be changed by. And, and right. so I just want to say outright, you know, um, I would encourage Christians to reject adopting, you know, um, easy triggers. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? We're, our culture's making wimps. Right. Like our culture right now is making people who um, don't know how to live. Like, you, you know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like they, everything has to be like, you know, incubated. Like everything has to be the, I, I'm thinking of baby Timmy. Everything's got to <laughs> be the right temperature. And you know, what I, it's just, and, and so as Christians, we find ourselves adopting this and mm. we don't even recognize it. we are changing the way we talk. We're changing the way we communicate. Um, I myself am guilty of this. I hate it. But we're giving a lot of disclaimers because we've got to consider that there may have been someone who once, you know, choked on a piece of rice. And so, you know, you say something and you're, you, you're talking about gumbo and, and rice. And how dare you not think about the fact that when I was two, you know what I mean? I ate a piece of rice and and, and just got an awful hacking, you know, and and... So you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't end. Right. It doesn't end because what we have done is we have allowed everyone's sensitivities to rise to the surface. Yep. Right. right. Rise to the surface. And, and so if we continue this way. Well, and I think this is the aim. If we continue this way, mm-hmm. only certain people will be able to speak.
2: Oh, yeah, that is the aim. You know, <laughs> well, only that. certain
1: people are going to be able to communicate. Right. But but for Christians. Right. We have peace. We love the word of God. Nothing's going to offend us. And what do I mean? Not literally nothing, but it's going to take a lot. Yeah. For us to be offended. It's going to the bar is set really high for us. We're not walking around like an exposed nerve. But if you're not careful reading these stories and let me say this too, even combating these stories can turn you into a nerve. (laughs) Right. It can turn you into like. Ah. Ah, ah, everything. <laughs> and, and so what I'm saying, what I'm saying again, oh, and man. this is what I'm, we have, man, we have one note and I know people are like, you know, Willie and Mickey just sing the same song. Um,
2: <laughs> Hope it's a biblical song.
1: Well, it is. It's uh, the word of God.
2: <laughs> it me. is
1: the word of God. Re- be recalibrated every single day by the word of God. So again, I got one more story here and then we'll, we'll shift to the anchor story really. Okay. Um, so again, Dr. Seuss removing books. Um, of course, I went to the kids' bookshelf to see if we had any of the offensive books. And unfortunately, we only had one. Um, <laughs> only one? Ah, only one. And and man. it's to think I saw it on Mulberry Street. The little <laughs> kid with the imagination who's yeah. talking about all the things. He's... Oh, boy. Anyways, um, so well, I guess what I'm trying to say, and forgive me, this is embarrassing that I'm even doing it. But what I'm trying to say is that I've got a copy if anybody wants it because it's not going to be sold again, and it's only a thousand dollars. So we can, if you if you want to hit us up, <clears throat> shameless, um, oh just just message us and we'll get it. It's only a thousand um, on Amazon. <laughs> it's like ten fifty nine maybe. There's some copies of it um, that are, but because we're all members of the Body of Christ, we'll give you a discount. So if you need, if you really need Mulberry Street, message Will. <laughs>
2: Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> do not. I wish we
1: had more. Look, I'm trying to pay for your kid's education. I wish we had more of these books. All right. Because they're skyrocketing in price. That's
2: crazy, man. And you know
1: why? It's, because our culture erases people and things. Oh,
2: my goodness.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just really insane. OK, so I've said enough about that. Let me move on to my third kind of foolishness story. All okay. right. It was my third foolishness story. Number and, three. Um, and and then. <sighs> all right. Here's my third foolishness story. This is the headline. This is. All right. Your three month old might be a racist. What? (laughs) And the Department of Education is here to help.
0: Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on.
1: Well, you know, let me let's let's couple these. Let's yoke these stories together. Your three year old, your three month old might be a racist if you read these Dr. Seuss books to him or her. Like, maybe that's true. So maybe I can see where they're going Uh, with that. Actually, that's not the story. Here is the story. Again, guys, I'm telling you, aren't you glad to be members of the body of Christ where, you know, aren't you glad? Like, these are the kinds of stories you should look at this and you should go, man, thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for taking me out of the domain of darkness. Mm. Right. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me into your kingdom where we do not have to subject ourselves or be subjected to foolish craziness like this. Okay. but this is a real story. All right? And so here we go. Here is the story. Um, this is uh, written by Amanda Amanda Prestigiacomo over at the Daily Wire. Daily Wire. This is what she writes. The bad news is that your three-month-old <laughs> precious bundle of joy, yeah, she might be a racist. I love how she starts that. That's exactly <laughs> what she says. Yeah, she might be a racist. On the upside, Arizona's Department of Education is offering an equity toolkit <laughs> To help you tamp down a racism, Hmm. um, I'm just gonna continue on. Journalist Christopher F. Rufo exposed the ideological equity toolkit within the department's diversity program that claims babies can develop signs of racism at just three months old. Man, come on! Watch this, and should be talked to about race even before they can talk.
2: Man, are people serious? Guys, real this, like, this what?
1: Is, look, this is why I'm doing this whole show. This is exactly, you should be Man. asking that question exactly because, because it's on this topic here today. Okay, listen, this is madness, but this is real. Th- these are real headlines. Okay, so from the Department of Education, Arizona's Department of Education, quote, silence about race reinforces racism By letting children draw their own conclusions based on what they see. They're not too young to talk about race, end quote. So they have a graphic here, which to me kind of looks like um, the evolution graphic that you often see with the men all, you know, Mm -hmm. as Sam Witt said, (laughs) being (laughs) followed by the monkey. Um, So anyways, but it shows the development of children. So it goes through the stages of development. And it shows that babies, as young as three months old, three months old, can develop um, or think or express racist tendencies. Hmm. <laughs> because, yeah. according to the Department of Education in Arizona, because, quote, babies look more at faces that match the race of their caregivers. <laughs> Man, y'all are wild. Um, ah, like really? That's amazing. Like, um, you know, the thing is that on, truly man. babies do have preferences. Like I, like our our he is now five months old. He, right. you know, he prefers
2: me. And there's reasons for I'm, that. <laughs> I'm, I'm his
1: favorite. It's not because I'm a black woman, right? You understand? Come on, man. Like, like he does not prefer. Mariah.
2: Okay. <laughs> or Gabby. Right.
1: Right? I mean, he tolerates them. You know, you know, babies reach that point where they just want to be held. And mm-hmm. th- at that point, you know, they're like, I'll take whatever. Even Sam Wick. Come here. <laughs> you're four, but you have hands that work better than mine. Pick me up. Right? No, I'm his favorite because I'm his mother.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And you're next, Will, your second favorite. Yeah, you, I'm, know I'm, that, you know that. Right. It's all good. But I'm number one.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> So if we are, and and this is a, this is a real article guys. And and I'm talking, these are the kinds of conversations that we are drawn into. So, so basically I want you to understand this. This plays into the narrative that quote unquote racism or quote unquote racist tendencies are inescapable. So as young as three months old, your baby is developing these quote unquote racial biases Insane. that you as the parent, you've got to begin working these things out of your child. Back mm. to this article, mm. according to the graphic, by the time children reach kindergarten, they can become full blown racist. <laughs> Kindergarteners allegedly show many of the same racial attitudes that adults in our culture hold. They have already learned to associate some groups with higher status than others. Probably the ones who have better tasting Jello.
2: I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, you know what I mean? Man. Like
1: probably the one who has, you know, the one who has the cool snacks. I, I don't know. <laughs> those are the kids that I thought were cool. You know what I mean? Like if if I just had like a peppermint or something, and there was a kid that had like Jolly one Manchester of those hostess cupcakes okay. or something. <laughs> The chocolate ones with the white swirls,
2: Mm -hmm. I'll never forget it. Kindergarten,
1: I'll never forget it. Anyway, it's seared in my mind, mo. (laughs)
0: That's
1: a story for Friday. Here's what the Department of Education in Arizona, here's what they are saying. They are saying that what we have originally told you, now listen, I want you to, I'm going to take a serious tone here. They're saying what we have originally told you that if you allow kids to just grow up Naturally. Right. If you don't write anything negative on their slate, then kids will just grow up and they won't have these biases. That's what we were once taught. Right. Remember, we were taught that you have to be taught racism, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, trying to move away from that. But that was once the teaching. You remember Mm -hmm. that that, you know, um, you have to give a kid this perspective in order for them to grow up and be this way. If you leave them alone, then kids will play with whoever. And haven't we seen right, that? Yeah, that, that actually true. is true. Exactly. Like kids will just, like they don't, they don't know. They're not making judgments based on the color of people's skin. So you just leave them alone and you let them play. Well, they're saying no, but no, 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 scratch all of that. They're saying now what we want you to do is make sure that you point out that they have the tendency or the propensity to be racists, quote unquote, right? And so what you as the parent, what you have to do is you have to step in there and you have to say, not on my watch. I will not raise a racist. These are all their terms and forgive me for even using them. But this is what they are saying. So according to this article, parents are supposed to begin as early as three months three addressing months. racism wow. and training their kids not to be racist. Now, there's more I can say about that, but I, I, I actually have spent too much time on that foolishness because here's what, I, here's what I want to talk about. So you've got those headlines circulating, and then you've got this headline um, over from the Christian Post. And listen to me. I'm very serious about this. <clears throat> Venezuelan Christians forced to eat pages of the Bible and have crosses etched into their bodies. Okay. So you remember how we were talking about how people come to the Bible with, you know, they're viewing it. They think it's objective, but they're bringing the quote unquote whiteness that has taught them how to study the Bible Mm -hmm. and all of that. You know, remember we're talking about this nonsense here. And then we have this story. At least four Christian men recently suffered serious injuries after they were stabbed, forced to eat pages of the Bible, and had crosses etched into their skin by eight hooded men, according to a persecution watchdog organization. The attack men, um, the attack by men sus- suspected to be criminals from a drug gang took place in a certain area of town. This is according to Open Doors. Certain area of town, because what is happening in that area is that Men and women are converting. They are coming to faith in Jesus and they are turning from a life of crime. Mm -hmm. So it is upsetting the crime scene. (laughs) So members of drug gangs are angry about these conversions that are happening. And so to threaten and intimidate and silence or even stop the work that is happening to speed the gospel, they forced these Christian men, after beating them up, they forced these Christian men to chew up, to eat pages of scripture. And then carved crosses into their bodies. Wow. Now, I saved that story to do exactly what I said I would do in the beginning. Simply say, meanwhile, around the world. Hmm. Meanwhile, around the world. So here we are. We're talking about whether or not Dr. Seuss books should continue to be published. We are talking about whether or not logos can be offensive because one person looked at it and saw Hitler. And we're talking about racist, their word, racist three-month-olds. And then earlier in the week, we are talking about, you know, your culture needing to shape how you view scripture and the color of scripture, depending on your color and all of this. And and then you hear about men being forced to eat pages of scripture. And you go, wow, we have a lot of time here in this country. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll take a break and we'll be right back.
2: They said that boy insane, he gone, he loves his brain. He too zealous, he just trying to go against the grain. He got his whole life ahead of him, so this is strange. But they don't get that getting other shit just isn't game. And marriage isn't pain, in fact it's love and joy. Gas plan for man and woman, they want to destroy. By acting like it's prison, avoid it cause it's hard. Look, honestly, if it don't hurt, then you ain't loving hard. Look at Jesus on the...
1: Cross. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio, thank you for listening. I'm mm-hmm. Miki.
2: And I'm Will Triple Trip Lee, with Good Things.
1: Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We will allow um, for your calls to be queued up now. If, if you, you want to talk about any of this, you can. <laughs> uh, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Um, I was thinking as we went to the break, you know, how the Apostle Paul In his second letter to Timothy, Mm -hmm. how he encouraged Timothy, um, you know, how we have to be careful, like we are serving um, in the Lord, the Lord's army, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, we have to make sure that we're not getting entangled Mm
2: -hmm. in civilian Civilian affairs, affairs.
1: Mm -hmm. you know, and, and. The way we know whether or not these things are civilian affairs is not just that you say, oh, well, that's the world. And that's the church. That's the world." it's it's that you're looking at what is eternal because there are things that are happening in the world that will require our attention. You don't just you can't just be like, oh, because some of these things, many of these things have spiritual underpinnings. Yeah. Right. Um, but some of them are just meant to distract you some of them are just meant to make you ineffective so that you cannot do the things that God is calling you to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So that you cannot focus on the things that God wants you to focus on. And you're spending so much time um, battling over here that the actual army or the actual um, service that you're supposed to be engaged in, you're not, you're not carrying it out. You're not doing it, you know? And so look, I, you know, I, I understand people who, feel like they, you know, are sort of like I don't know. They're like an antibiotic, you know, they feel like they kind of got to always go to the thing that's happening and deal mm-hmm. with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But some of these things, man, we're going to have to just let these people um slug it out because they don't even they don't even want absolutes. Yeah. You know, like so and and that's where the difference comes in in us being Christians and not just conservative um in, in the way we engage culture, right? Because if there's some things that if that's your primary title, mm-hmm. you're going to be running after all of these Everything. things all day long. Yes. Cause they don't stop. They just keep, you know, crack, 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 crack. <laughs> They're constantly coming out. But the Christian is a little more strategic. Like the, the, the Christian um, changes the spray on the water nozzle. You know what I'm talking about? Like how you've got that the big wide spray and then you've got like that jet stream. Yeah. You know, I, I, w- I think the Christian is more like using no, that's the jet stream. Good.
2: That's, good. that's a good uh, example.
1: Yeah, because yeah. We, we, we actually have targets that we are aiming at. We, there, yeah. there are specific things that we're trying to do here, Amen. right, to advance the kingdom of God, to advance the kingdom of God. And so if we allow these people to keep, like, pummeling us with all of these news headlines that make us angry and we're aggravated, and then we're looking at this person all suspect, and then, you know, it's like, you know, how can you do the more eternal thing? Or not more, let me edit that. How can you do the eternal thing? Yeah. And the truth is, is probably we're not. We're probably just not. Mm -hmm. Because so many of these other things seem pressing. All right, well, the great, shall we go to the phone lines?
2: Yeah, let's go to uh, Lynn in Arkansas. Hi, Lynn.
0: Yeah, hi. Um, I was going to say, I think it's just ironic that in the Dr. Seuss, uh, Bill, that they're talking about discrimination against Asians. When which college is that that was not going to uh, admit a certain number of Asians because I think Ooh, too yeah. many were doing too well and it went to <laughs> court and all of that. Anyway, it like Princeton?
1: I, just, I It was, was one of those Ivy League colleges. It. it was Princeton or Harvard, I think, Lynn. But I remember what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that was my comment. Wow. No, I think, it's an, I think it's an excellent one. Yeah. Listen, there are, to, to Lynn's point, because that's a brilliant point, Lynn, there are some people who just can't be victims. <laughs> Watch this, even if they are people of color. Mm. As this, and I'm, I'm saying all of this tongue-in-cheek because this is what our culture says. Like, people of color. They, man, they're constantly changing terms right. to suit their needs, their angle, and their agenda. Right. So you moved away from that because that was offensive. And then you move back to it because essentially what you're trying to do is make space for this. is What you say, you say you're trying to make space for everyone of color. So you're trying to exclude whiteness. (laughs) Right. That's what that's basically what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. But then the Asians step up or, (laughs) you know, Asian students. I, what school was that? That was either Princeton or Harvard. I cannot remember. And and then they say, hey, hold on a second. There is um, there is a move afoot here to say that um, we will not be admitted because of other kids who need these spaces, um, who are not as privileged as we are. And we're like, we're not privileged. Um, we do well on tests. But you know what I'm saying? Like we, I mean, you understand? Mm-hmm. And And then our culture says, but not your color. That's not what we mean.
0: <laughs>
1: That's not what we mean. It's really silly, isn't yeah, it? It's man. it's really ridiculous. But again, again, this is if we buy into it. They need people to buy into this, right? And so many of us increasingly, more than ever, should be rejecting it and saying, you know, and this is why, and I don't want to, I don't want to go down the trail here, but I've mentioned this before. This is why I have a problem with affirmative action. Yeah that is that is um that is um showing partiality in ways that you would not imagine if you really started to drill down right we we can do a different show on that, but <laughs> anyway um I think that's what Lynn is alluding to affirmative action that would benefit black students at Ivy League schools, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but nobody else
2: yeah I remember that I don't All remember right. which school like you said but that that was somebody will find
1: about. it and send us a link real quick. Yeah. Um, okay. Where do we go next? Will the great?
2: Let's go to Renee in Alabama. Hi, Renee.
1: Hey.
0: How are you guys doing? Good. Hello. Um, I just want to know when is the church going to be outraged over four-year-olds being sexualized and being allowed to pick their gender? Hmm.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think I think the church is outraged. I mean, I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's reached the level no. that um, it should. It has, you know. But I and okay. I think that's what her yeah.
2: comment is. I mean, yeah. I think if we really sit back and understand what's going on, that should be way more outrage about that stuff that's happening. You know, I I mean, I look at even the um uh, the abortion issue. I, I mm-hmm. think there should be. More outrage, but also more churches that stepping up and doing different things to combat, you know, whether that is, you know, adoption, whether that is doing some other. I think there's a lot of things that we should be grieved about and outraged Mm -hmm. about, but that we are kind of lax on, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's one of those issues Renee is bringing up, you know, the trafficking and all that. Yes. That stuff is egregious. And I Mm -hmm. think when we look at the response from the church is lackluster.
1: Yeah. And 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 to remember and and I I think that we're all on the same page here um it's us. Yeah. You know, we we are, we, the, church. We are the church. So the response is going to come from us. Like the it's not that we're just waiting for um our pastor right. to say this, it, "We are the members of the body of Christ. We are the church." Now, we have, you know, and you would you would hope that according to the scriptures that you have qualified elders in place who are leading the people of God. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a huge task. Yes. So there is the right responsibility there for the elders and for the overseers mm-hmm. to bring it to the people of God. Like, Hey, this is going on. This is a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and to show in the scriptures why we ought to care. Um, but ultimately we are the ones, like we are the members of the body of Christ that's who right. must care.
2: That's right. that's right.
1: And, and, and let me just say this too. And when we are in Situations where there is an attack on the truth that we are teaching, then we've got to be ready to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations so that we can reject it and stop the spread of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But again, I don't know that we want to do that either. Yeah. All right, Will the Great, where do we go
2: next? All right, let's go to Gary in Iowa. Hi, Gary. Hello. Hello. Hello
0: how how are you good, good. F- fantastic god bless both of you thank you um um i i the reason i called is basically because of the the racist um you know uh labeling everybody as racist this this agenda mm-hmm. that they that they're pushing and um how insulting it is and disgusting yeah. I think. Um and I've heard I've heard a lot from you guys about about all of that. And um I just wanna say I I think you two are really great. Oh, Thank
1: God you. bless you. Appreciate we appreciate it, it. Thank you. That
0: it, it it it's very it's very touching the things, the the uh perspective that you have on all of this. I'll call it a mess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll, yeah. I'll call it a mess for lack of yep. a better word. Yeah. Um, But um, the uh, my my question basically is do I mean, I've there there are white people and black people all over the communities that I live in mm-hmm. and there are white people and black people together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't see this huge racism. <laughs> Yeah. This racist mess that they're conjuring up. Mm-hmm. Um and my question is basically do do you think that the the black community at large believes this crud?
1: Mm. Oh that's a really, really good question, mm. Gary. That's a really good, right, question. That's a good question. I'm I'm gonna say that the answer to that question is as varied mm. As the media that any particular household is consuming that's true <laughs> really that is true I, because I, I don't think that I could just say, oh no, I don't think you know black people don't believe that or black people do believe this I don't I don't think that that would be um, mm-hmm. an honest or even a fair statement to make because I think that what is believed by people is as varied as the media they're consuming now so what's the antidote to that 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 we should be consuming the one word of God. Amen. Now, if we're talking about Christians, right? That should be our source as far as how we're navigating culture. I will say this, though. I think that you're not the only one, Gary, who has observed that at the community level, right, far away from all of the, <laughs> you know, the media and all, mm-hmm. people are living different lives from what is presented You know what I'm saying? Even at like universities and colleges and Mm -hmm. and certainly, you know, online, people are living different lives. Like, you know, life is not Facebook. Life is not Twitter. Right. Even the people who present their keyboard courage are not actually walking up to people in Walmart. Well, sometimes they are and we do have it on tape. So, yeah, I guess. Usually
2: not, though. That's usually not reserved for. Yeah.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. And so look, I'm going to tell you, I, you know, I'm always surprised by it, maybe a couple years ago I had an experience and this was, you know, all of these things going on. And I look, I live in a town. I'm going to just be frank with you. I live in a town where um, there are people who fly Confederate flags and I've not had conversations with those people. I don't know what, what the Confederate flag means to them. And honestly, and you know, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what the Confederate flag means to them. But I live in a town where um, it's a smaller town and and there would be some presuppositions that people would have um, about people in my town, right? And so I'm going to a grocery store and it's at night and I'm going to a, a local grocery store and there's a man who gets off his motorcycle and all of his hair is white and it's long And um, he's got this cool thing going on with his beard where it just seems like the beard and the hair all are one. You know what I mean? It's just all, you know, and he gets off and he goes in. And that particular night, um, I'm buying some water, right? So I've got some cases of water that I'm bringing out out of the store. Now, MSNBC would tell me that I need to be on my guard because this man fits the description. And given the town that you live in, he probably doesn't like you. You know what I mean? Like, right. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: here I am, I'm going to my car and I've got the water and I hear the sweetest Southern drawl. Right. And, uh, and this is what the gentleman says. He says, can I help you with that water, (laughs) ma'am? Now in my mind, right. You're thinking, man, you know, this is not at all what gets reported on television, right? It's, it's, this doesn't, this doesn't happen, you know? And, and he does not fit the stereotype that you would think he's going to go out of his way to help me, right? But here he is, you know, at night asking me if I need help, right? So here's the point that I'm making. Goodness gracious, Gary. <laughs> here's the point that I'm making. We have got to have our minds renewed by the word of God. Amen. So that we are not navigating the culture based on what the culture is feeding us. And I know we say this all the time, but this is the truth. Everybody is not looking over their shoulder thinking that someone is you know, going to shoot them. That's, that is a lie that is perpetuated by our culture and by our media. Mm-hmm. We have to reject it. That's exactly why I'm bringing these stories out. To say Christians must recalibrate their thinking, the way we process things, how we live in the culture. By the word of God and reading it daily, we can do it. Until tomorrow, Lord willing.
2: God bless.